listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast this week. I'm your host, Alex, and we're going to be talking about data this week, but specifically the My Product Statistics section on Teachers Pay Teachers. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to check it out because I did a quick episode chatting all about the dashboard and the merits there and the really cool things you can do with it. But this week, I wanted to talk about that other really cool area of TPT where the data is hiding and where there's some really insightful stuff about your business. I did mention last week, my product statistics is actually one of my favorite data tools on TPT. And I think it's because as great as all those graphs are on my dashboard, there's just something I like about my product statistics because you can just see the names of all the resources listed on the left and your eyes can just sort of scan across and you can see exactly conversion, views, units sold, earnings, a whole lot, all in one kind of go. And I quite like to see that for resources. And I just search by resources. I search by product lines. I pull up all the info I need. I sort from best seller to worst seller. I can see my whole store listed. I just find it really, really powerful. But I want to really quickly for anyone listening, break down what the my product statistics section is. If you're a seasoned seller, feel free to skip the next 30 seconds. But basically on the drop down menu on TPT, you can navigate to the my store section on the left. It says my product statistics, and it will bring up a big long list of all your products. It tends to default to the sales section. It shows your products in alphabetical order, which is really not very useful. So I definitely always filter to something different. I usually look from bestseller to worst seller or worst seller to bestseller. So I usually click on the sold filter. You can basically click on the word sold and it will organize all your products in that way. And I just really like to see that kind of big picture. What is the bestseller in my store? Like all time has sold the most amount of times or what is doing really terribly? And I'll kind of look at page one and I'll scroll through my bestsellers, kind of keeping an eye on all their conversions and stuff. Or I'll filter it the other way around and I'll be like, okay, what is doing badly? And the reason I do that is because it helps me look at the views. I'm like, well, why have they got low views? And how can I fix that with SEO? And I just, I love to have a little look. So like I said, you can organize by sold. You can also organize by earnings. How many times something sells doesn't really matter that much. It's honestly about how much money you actually make. I have resources on a month to month basis, say two resources, and they'll both sell 30 times. And that's great. But what makes more impact on my business is the fact that one of them is a $10 resource versus a $1 resource. Instead of making like 20, 30 bucks, I can make like 300 bucks. So it's not so much about how many you sell, it's about how much you earn. So sometimes filtering by earnings is good because then you're not just worrying about the bestseller that has sold the most, you're worrying about the bestseller that is bringing you the most money. That's something to put a lot more energy and effort into is those big expensive products in those bundles because at the end of the day, even if they sell less, they're making more money for you than they should be more priority. That's just my opinion. I wish we could sort by conversions, but alas, we can't. But you can see the conversions as you're scrolling through and I do like to peruse those. 
The reason I don't fixate too much on how much time something sells and how much it earns is because I don't really have that much control over those particular numbers. But I do feel like I have control over stuff like conversions. I can directly do something that will affect that. So I tend to look at those conversions just maybe every month or so. I kind of scroll through and I see if there's any red flags. If something is like under 3% and it really is converting absolutely terribly, I'm going to be opening up that product and figuring out why. I'm going to be thinking, do I need a new preview, some new thumbnails, what's going on here? I also like to keep an eye on those high conversions because if something is converting crazy high, maybe I need to put the price a little bit up. Something's going on there. So conversions are a really good thing to look at. So I suggest opening up your product statistics purely just for a quick scroll through every month, just to keep an eye on those conversions and see if anything stands out to you. Now, the other thing you can do is you can toggle across to activity. Again, you can filter by title and the date posted and things like that that aren't very useful. I also don't really sort products by wishlisted. I mean, I don't really care how many times something's been wishlisted. If it's not selling, that doesn't make any difference to me. I do wish we could organize by page views, but alas, we can't. But by organizing by best seller to worst seller, that kind of naturally shows you your page view progression because your worst sellers often usually have low page views. So if I kind of want to see what needs SEO tweaks, I tend to go to my product statistics, filter my products from best to worst seller, have a look at those worst sellers on page five and look at their page views and go, whoa, okay, well, now we know why you're not selling. You only have like 100 views. And that makes me think I can do some SEO tweaks. So that's like a, an action item I usually have when I'm looking at my data. I think the worst thing to do would be to sit there and spend time looking at your data, but to not actually take any action on it. So if you're going to open up your product statistics, let it have a purpose. Make sure that after you've had a peruse that you're actually doing something in the business to make a difference to those numbers. And the big thing for me is usually SEO. That's usually what I'm getting at. I mean, I can sort of see a conversion. Like I said, it might make me tweak a price or tweak a preview. But mostly the views are the things that I look at and go, ooh, that needs fixing. And that's where title tweaks and stuff really come in. You can also see another really cool piece of information in your product statistics. It shows you product previews. And this is something that I don't think many sellers look at. I think we tend to fixate on overall views and overall conversions and things like that. But we don't spend a lot of energy on previews. And that is a mistake because the product preview number does tell you something really interesting. If, for example, you've got a product with 100 views, and it only has two preview views, that is a big red flag. Out of 100 people viewing your resource, 98 of them felt like they didn't even want to click on your preview. That's not good. So that number can be really insightful. Whereas if you've got like 30 or 40 people looking at your preview, you're like, oh, that's okay. I've got a decent percentage of people, maybe 10 or 20% even. I don't think there's like a magic number here, but you would know when you know, you look at it and you're like, Oof, that's a very low number of preview views out of tens of thousands of views. I've got like 100 people viewing the preview. You could work out the percentage yourself or you could just look at it and be like, oh my goodness. And that's a good number to look at because you might want to say, okay, why have I got a low amount of preview views? Why is no one clicking on my preview? And your answer would be that there's something else on your listing needs tweaking. If I went to a listing and I felt like the covers and the thumbnails and the description and the price and all of that was putting me off, 
I would be clicking away and going back to search and looking for something else. I wouldn't be wasting time looking at the preview. So if you think of TPT a little bit like a funnel and people are filtering through, we want to get them down to the point where they look at a preview and then purchase. We need to make sure we've ticked all these other boxes first. So I would be thinking about what else on your listing needs tweaking. Maybe it's your thumbnails. Maybe your thumbnails are hideous because it's like an old product and you need to update them. And then once you've got these gorgeous thumbnails, people are going to feel more inclined to click on your preview. Once they've done that, we know they're going to be more likely to purchase. So the preview views, that number there can be really insightful. It can kind of get you, kick you into gear basically and get you tweaking those thumbnails and things. So definitely take a look at that if you never have before. There are some other things you can look at. You can look at all your easel statistics. I don't really do a lot of that personally. I don't feel like, I mean, I've got a lot of easel things on my store, but I just don't feel like it gets used crazily that much. So not something I look at very often, but you might want to. And then the other tab is the review section. Again, not something I spend a lot of time ooing and ahhing over. How many votes, you know, what the rating is. It's not something I can really control and I just don't really see the the value in it, honestly. So the main areas I look at are the sales and activities tabs. And just, you know, to let you know that there is a search and filter option on the top left, which I think people forget about. So you can type in a specific product name. You can look at the custom categories, the product types, those kind of things. You can sort of filter. I like to do this for product lines. You know, looking at all 400 of my products is very overwhelming. But if I can put in the word addition or something, I can narrow it down. Uh, Or for me, sentence building, something like that. I can narrow it down to a product line. I can see just the resources I want to see. And this is really helpful if you want to look at like conversions on a product line. We want to look at views on a product line and you kind of want to be like, how's the product line as a whole performing? Which products are selling more? Which ones aren't selling so well? With product lines, we often have a very similar product and similar listings. So if something's not selling as well or something is selling really well, there's sometimes other factors that we can't really control. It could be a seasonal thing or a topic thing. But that information is still useful because it makes you realize that the Halloween resource is selling really well and the Valentine's Day one isn't. Well, maybe the Valentine's Day one needs a little bit more marketing. So I like to do that. I think the search and filter is a really helpful thing to do on the product statistics page. Now I'm going to wrap up this episode because I want to have some nice short sweet episodes in this little mini series about data but I really hope that you found it helpful. Now just a little final reminder or summary your product statistics are a really amazing data tool and they can tell you so much information. I recommend as an action item this week that you hop on over there and take a good look at your data. Either look at the overall big picture or do some searching and filtering for specific products or product lines. But be sure to do the toggling and the filtering and to look at how many are selling of a resource and what your earnings are and organize your resources from best to worst seller, highest to lowest earner. Look at those views, look at those conversions and really get some ideas about what's happening in your store. And like I said, some of the things you can do as an actual action item would be looking at tweaking things like thumbnails in order to improve your preview views or tweaking the titles on your products, getting that SEO search engine optimization up to par so that your views can go a bit higher or improving those previews so that your conversions can get higher. There are a lot of things you can do when you look at your product statistics. Like I said, I think it's really powerful for you to actually take action, whether that's 
tweaking a title or a thumbnail or a preview, whatever. But even if you just look at your data today, I still think that's a positive step to take because having that awareness, having that knowledge is power. And if you kind of go around just winging it, not really knowing things about your business, that puts you at a disadvantage to the seller next to you that is really aware of what's going on in their business. And if you think about businesses in the real world, brick and mortar stores, you know, the targets of the world and stuff, we know that they've got big teams of people looking at this kind of stuff. They're looking at their data and analyzing those statistics, you know, looking at what's selling at what time of year and what works and what doesn't and making those kind of database decisions. I know it's a really important thing in the real world. So I don't see why TBT should be any different. So don't be that person that's really oblivious to what's going on in your business. Be the person that's really aware and has a real understanding of what's selling in your store and what's not and why. I think one of the really disheartening things on TBT is when you make this amazing resource, you know, that's the thing you've done is made something really great and then it doesn't sell or it doesn't bring you money or isn't getting seen or it's not converting and you just feel really terrible about yourself. You feel really bad. You're like, was this resource bad? Am I bad at this? But really there is an answer to why that product isn't selling and it's in your data somewhere. And you'll look at it and it's black and white. It's undeniably in front of you. It's not selling because it's not being seen. It has low views. Or it's not selling because it's not converting. People are looking at it, but then they're not purchasing. And once you know that, why it's not selling, then you can start taking action in order to rectify that. Okay, I need to work on my SEO. I need to market this resource. I need to make a new preview. I need to tweak this and tweak that. And if you don't know that stuff, if you haven't looked at the data, you're not going to take those action steps and improve things. You're just going to sort of sit on the sofa with a tub of ice cream going, oh, whoa me, it's not selling. TPT is awful sometimes. My product's amazing, but why is it not selling? Maybe it's terrible. I'm terrible. And then you spiral. But really, instead, you could be aware of what's going on and why things are happening. And then you could be working on how to fix it. I think that would be really impactful. I'm going to wrap up this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed this little mini series on data. There is another area of data on Teachers Pay Teachers, and it's a sales report. But I know that sounds harsh, but I don't feel like it deserves an episode only because it's really just a bunch of buyer names. The only good things that I have gotten from the sales report is that you can see where your buyers live. You can download that information. That is helpful to know. Hey, are your buyers actually all from the US or are they from places like Australia? Where are they from? That can help you with your sort of audience and everything like that, knowing your audience. And the only other really good thing about the sales report I will throw in is that you are allowed to look at the little number in parentheses, like in brackets, right after the name, it will say, you know, Kate so-and-so bought two resources from you. You can click on that number and see which two resources she bought. And that is good information when you look at it because it can tell you what repeat buyers are buying from you. Like who's a return customer? What are they coming back for? What product lines do they like? And what products are they, similar products they buying together? And the reason that's really awesome information is because it can help you expand on product lines, bundle things, make more resources on a certain topic or theme or subject area. So I guess there's some really cool information there if you take the time to click on those numbers. That's another little idea for you this week. But like I said, don't think I need a whole episode on that. But yeah, I, this week's more about diving into those product statistics and getting lots of information there. If you do end up having a look at your data this week and you find some really insightful info, be sure to come onto the Facebook group, The Terrific Teacherpreneur, and share it with us there. I would love to hear what you found out and what you've learned because I think that can really inspire 
me and other people. So definitely be sure to do that. But I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.